And hello! Welcome back to Feeling... Content. How you feeling, Michael? I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good today. It's been, a, it's been a nice Sunday. It's nice to, I think it's been two weeks since we talked last and now we're, we're back together. Yeah, and it's been like two weeks, but we also lost oh, the audio right. from, it was the, it's the lost episode. <laughs> um, so we will have to kind of, I don't know how you want to do it. I'm thinking just give a slight recap of the album, our cups of fee, and then uh, we'll move on to this week's, um, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, um, you watch any football today? Not yet. No. Just waiting for the Niner game. That's right. Nice. Have you? Yeah, I've been watching a little football. Yeah, it's. What do you yeah, think football. about this season? Um, it's a weird season, man, with COVID and all the games being rearranged. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a hard time getting into it at this point, but. I think maybe that'll change because now there's no really no other sports, so yeah. we are where we are. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to the pot. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Um, so yeah, let's go back to a couple weeks ago, uh, the last episode. Um, we were talking about American Head by the Flaming Lips and Post Tropical by James Vincent McMorrow. That's right. Yeah, and. Let's just, uh, I'll, I'll just go with post-tropical first. Yeah. I gave it seven and a half cups of fee. Um, it's kind of a folky soul album, and James Vincent McMorrow has this kind of falsetto that's a little Bonnie Vary, a little James Blakey, and it's it's just a good album. Um, I discovered it in 2013. I don't know if it came out around that time or before that, but... It holds a sentimental value for me, and that's I was kind of re-listening to it, and that's why I chose it for what you felt and or what you're feeling, and yeah. What was your thoughts on Post Tropical? I liked it. I I said it was um, it was a great uh, it was a great album to turn on for a long session of personal hygiene, whether that's uh, taking a bath or taking a long shower. It's it's a good. What about mental hygiene? Mental too. Mental too. And I, I was gonna say it's a good. It it kind of cl- clears your mind. And he. It's a. It's an. I like the style. It's an interesting style he has. It's you. What'd you say? Folk. Folk. Folky. Even kind of hip hop. But it has a little. But it has this electronic. Electronic like undertone the whole way, right? So. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I gave it seven and a half cups of fee as well. Yeah. Nice. And then yeah. Let's go to American Head. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I loved American Head. I loved American Head by the Flaming Lips. I thought, um, I thought it was kind of wild. It my review was it stretches the bout the boundaries of psych indie rock. It was definitely unique, and I also really liked how. I, I mean, the fun fact that I shared was that all the band is in their fifties, and so yeah. listening to an album like that with, and just you know thinking about like a fifty nine year old singer and and writer of it coming up with it i thought that was kind of cool so it, it almost enhances it a little bit for me and i i know i liked it a lot more than you did but i gave it nine and a half cups of fee because it's going to be one of those that i keep returning to yeah yeah and going back to like being in your 50s almost 60s and recording like being able to relate to someone now in their 30s you just had a birthday recently that's right uh, that's right but even probably 20 year olds could probably relate to this 
Is it? So yeah, that's kind of. Can I ask you a question? A little off topic. Yeah. Like it feels like when we say, "Oh, they're in their fifties," like they're you know fifty nine years old. Like I still think of that as like, I think I think of my perspective of what fifty meant when I was like sixteen, and in reality, I'm. I mean, you and I both are only. Yeah, we're less than 20 years away from being in our 50s, yeah. so it's not that far. I thought of, like, 50s as, like, grandparents, which I guess, like, is it kind of that be. age. It could be the start, yeah. It is kind of that age, but, like, like old people. I thought it was, like, old people. I know, that's I know. A, that's a good observation. Uh, but, yeah, let me give you my kind of quick review. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought it was a little, it's not, the reason I didn't love it is because I saw it as something, you mentioned that you wanted to return back to it. I listened to it a good amount when, because I want to give it a good chance when we're talking about it, but I don't think I'm going to return to it anytime soon. Um, But there were some good songs on there. Um, Yeah, it was a decent album. I gave it six and a half cups of tea. Cool. I mean... That's good. You well, I guess we might as well move on because we don't want that all yeah, our episode to be about the the, lo- the lost one. Maybe at some point we'll, you know, when we when when this becomes when when the lore of the lost episode becomes popular enough, we'll re-record and and give it its full review. Yeah. Well, and uh, well, your audio still remains. Mine is gone. Maybe I'll just like bounce off your audio. <laughs> I don't know how that'll work because like. You won't be you won't be able to actually respond. I just have to like. That'll be really, really hard. That'll be really funny, kind of. If you if you just do it disjointed, it could either turn out great or it could t- turn out like really really bad. Yeah, well, because I would like ask you something and you might like say something completely different, which would kind of be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, let's move on to this week. Uh, we are talking about Beyonce's Lemonade and Sturgill Simpson. Cutting Grass, Volume 1, The Butcher Shop Sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let's start with uh, Beyonce. Okay. All right. Well, well. so I'll, I'll lead off then and I'll... I'll, I'll um, yeah, this was your album. I'll so drive us through this one. So, so um, shoot, I was having a hard time with my one-sentence review, but... Yeah. I, I said, blending soundscapes from multiple genres, Beyonce creates a powerful and unforgettable album, stitching stories of love, infidelity, and recovery. Nice. That's a, that's a good review. Mine's pretty similar, actually. Um, mine is like a pop album that melds, uh, melds in multiple genres that shows a mastery of songwriting and production in which both Beyonce was a major part of both. Nice. Yeah, so... Yeah. And so I guess it's hard to, I don't want to, you know, we're not jumping the cups of fee. I'm not looking for your rating, but, um, what did you, did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it. That's great to hear. That's it. Well, let's just keep going then. Let's keep, I'll I'll pause it. Okay. Well, so, so, so fun fact about the album and hopefully we aren't, we aren't doubling up on ours, but I, I, um, this one popped out of me. I feel like there's so many different facts about this album. It was almost overwhelming. Um, yeah. But this one was cool because we're both huge Led Zeppelin fans that she samples when the levee breaks on Don't Hurt Yourself. Um, and and I'm just going to read the, the fact that I have. So the classic rock, rock song, When the Levee Breaks, was originally written by black Delta Blues artists K. 
Kansas Joe McCoy and Memphis Minnie, uh, with the song referring to the Great Mississippi Flood of 1927, which displaced hundreds of thousands of African Americans. And you know, uh, I guess annotation. This is from Wikipedia. I don't. I'm not going to annotate where that's from. But um, first of all, that's a fact that I never knew about when the levee breaks. Yeah, because we're both big Led Zeppelin fans. Yeah. Shout out to our Led Zeppelin episode. That's right. And uh, yeah, so Le- when the levee breaks is definitely up there with my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. It's one yeah, it's one of the best. And she's so then probably favorite songs of all time. I would agree with that. I would one hundred percent agree with that. It's in yeah, it might be the best my favorite Led Zeppelin song. Hard to say, but yeah, with the sample, Beyonce reappropriates the song that was written by black people about Black History, right? So. I guess it kind of like one of our themes of this album is like weaving in and, and sort of, um, you know, making note of, of black culture and black history wherever, wherever she can. And obviously she is black, so that's not necessarily a surprise, but I thought it was cool that she used one of our favorite Led Zeppelin songs on this album and then that history behind it kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I do not have the same fact and actually... I'll admit, because um, uh, we keep notes on the same Google Sheets, uh, we have different tabs, and yours opens first, so I kind of saw a glimpse of that, uh, so I kind of knew it was coming, but I didn't read the whole thing, um, and that was an int- I didn't read the, I, so I didn't have all the details, but I did see Led Zeppelin yeah. sample or something. Um, I couldn't really hear it, though, because I, I saw that, and I was like, I have to re-listen to it, because I now know it's When the Levee Breaks. Yeah. Um, which is sampled by a lot of hip hop artists yeah. just cause the drums are so powerful. Unique, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your fun fact? And, um, so I'm going to kind of go off of yours cause you're saying black empowerment and stuff. Well, I'm going to do two facts kind of, um, and my first one's quick. She got into, so she did like a Super Bowl halftime performance yeah. after formation was released. And I guess she wore like Black Panther type stuff. Yeah. Not, uh, not the superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and she got in like people were like on Twitter were like I stand with Beyonce. Some were criticizing her like cancel Beyonce or something. Right. So that's kind of one fun fact. Like she's taking this Black Power stuff and um, it's it causes controversy. But, right. Um, that's I mean. She, good for her and then my other fact is and this is for beyonce heads or anyone who is like i i admit that i kind of put this album off until you recommended it um but people that have listened to this album from what's get-go and are big fans probably knew this one already but lemonade came out with a film that accompanied it and uh it was on hbo and um yeah I think it was one of her, she's done a bunch of visual albums and I think she just did one for Disney, Disney plus HBO max. I'm not sure. Lion King. (laughs) Lion King. No, no, no. She, she did one for one of the streaming platforms. I think it's Disney. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, well, one, one note on that. Like, I feel like if, I mean, in music, especially in black culture, right? Like a lot of the themes that have come up here in 2020 have been talked about for for decades, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting that I was thinking about when I read about that Super Bowl piece, 
that that happened in 2016 like that fits right into where we are today and it's just it just goes to show like I don't remember any of that controversy from 2016 but like we just clearly weren't listening or paying attention a whole lot yeah no for sure I mean it's it's sad that the things that have happened this year have happened in order to bring light to what's going on right um and has been going on yeah for a long time yeah so um yeah let's well let's move on yeah um, um so and again i don't think we we synced up our questions but maybe we'll go a little out of order on our sections but um what how should the listener experience this album go ahead oh you want me to go ahead no, i'll go i'll go I said, I don't know, I, like this was hard, this one was also, it didn't come to me right away, but I said, I feel like headphones, like I feel like it's a personal listen. I, okay. I don't see it like a, like you're, you don't really play, like a couple of these songs you could play at like a party and like get pumped up, I guess, but like, I just like her, I said when you need a mental reset, and I know that doesn't really make sense, but she... There's just so, there's the, 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 like, she's such a badass, I guess. Uh-huh. It kind of makes you, it kind of makes you feel, it, it makes me feel like, like, I don't know. I, I, not like a badass. I don't know what I'm, what I'm really saying. I guess I. Okay. Well, let me sit, tell you what I feel. Sure. And I think it might kind of explain what you're going through. Okay. And I couldn't really, it's hard for me to explain, um, but you put it well, like she's kind of a badass and like empowering and i said with your girls even though i'm not a girl but like kind of like pump you up with your girls because it's like yeah empowerment like it's also black empowerment but i feel like it's woman empowerment too for sure um and uh, another fact which i think a lot of beyonce heads know that it was some of the songs relate to the infidelity that jay-z who's married to beyonce had and uh the songs that relate to that are mostly pretty upbeat and like, for lack of a better word, fuck you yeah. to Jay-Z. But like, also like, I think she says like, I'm the only one that can love you kind of thing. So right. it's like, it's like a fuck you, but also like, I still want you. We'll get through, yeah. we'll get through this. Yeah. If we, if we, yeah. yeah. So there, so, so, and, and I were branching off, but, whatever um this yeah. album is part of a technically is part of a trilogy uh-huh so it's lemonade is beyonce's 444 is jay-z's which is his rap album and it's kind of on the same themes of him apologizing right uh-huh. it's his apology album in a sense and then they both came together and did an album oh. called the carters no and it's, it's, i so I might give a little sneak peek to what my what you feeling is because I never really listened to it, but I put everything is love by the Carters. That's the Carter album. As the oh shoot, that's it. That's it. oh so you so this is uh, okay. All right, yeah. all right, all right, yeah. all right. All right, all right. I kept the Beyonce going. So uh, a little we don't do that usually. Usually we wait till the end. <laughs> but I you were talking about. It, I had to. Yeah, I had I to correct that. you because it's not called the Carters. It's called everything. No, no, by the Carters. By the it's Carters. It's by the right? Carters. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't was... Sorry, my bad. No, um, you're good. Um, 
Well, all right. So, so I, I liked what you just said. Get pumped. Uh, do, listen to it with your girls. Now I'm like, like shoot, like I have, like I need some girlfriends. You know, <laughs> I have some. I just need, I need to get them around. You know, I need to. Um, what's what does she say? Like get in formation, ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, you know, what were the singles of the album, and would you choose more? And there are so many singles: Formation, yeah. Sorry, Hold Up, Freedom, All Night, and I just said that's enough. Like we don't need any more five singles off of like a ten song album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was. I think Katy Perry had like a bunch. Like basically, her whole album was singles. Um, this is pretty similar too, but um, or maybe it was like she did have like maybe five or six that were like number hers, ones. Hers were number ones. Yeah, so it was yeah. the first. It was the quick Katy Perry shout out because I love that album, Teenage Dream. Yeah. It was she broke Michael Jackson's record for most number ones on a single album, and I think that it was comparable ah, to Thriller. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, we're talking about Beyonce's album, who's kind of a pop. I mean, she is. She's a pop artist, but she delves into other genres. And we normally talk about kind of indie rock type music, um, but rap but like we're also pop heads we like we uh, are we like the pop music we like we like we like we can you know we can feel just about pretty much anything yeah um so i said and like you said uh, there's so many singles off this record but i i think i'd add uh if i had to uh don't hurt yourself yeah okay it's a good one it's a good one, and it's 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 singly kind of. It's got Jack yeah. White on it. Yeah. There was also the song with Kendrick, and also the song with The Weeknd, which sounds like they could be singles, but they're kind of they're too moody, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy what you just said, right? Yeah. Like, I'll take the the song with Jack White, and then we'll leave off the ones with The Weeknd and, yeah. and, and Kendrick. Like this album is stacked. Like there's just that's yeah. just the 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 you know that's it. So. Yeah. Um, all right. If you could remove a song, or if you had to remove a song, which would it be? And I just said you, I can't do it. Like it, it, just every every little part of it seems to be. It feels like I would be splitting hairs by forcing to to pick one off, and I like all of them. So no. Yeah, I agree. Cause like um, each song kind of ties the album together. Yeah. Um, as mentioned before, it's all kind of a story. I. So when so before this episode I was kind of I wasn't listening to the whole album I was kind of sneaking through and Sandcastles kind of stood out um I kind of thought maybe this is the one I drop but it's still a really good song I and that was my actually that was that's great you say that cuz that was mine as well and I agree it's still a great it's still a good song Yeah but it's kind of a dip in mood it's a dip in mood. Um, again, I'd have to like listen to the album again and see how it fits in. Cause I mean, just because it dips in mood doesn't mean it like doesn't contribute to the album. Cause maybe that like ties it in, and I can't kind of remember remember how it fits in with the album so much. So I think it's I think it's everything's in its right place. Yeah, everything. Shout out. Little radio head. Shout out. That's uh, not a foreshadow to my what you feel on, but it should be one day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, um, favorite song? Mine was 
all night. And really? Okay. Yeah, and I, I, it was the first song when I listened to the album for the first time. It was, I was liking all of it, but it was the first song where I like, I was working when I was listening uh-huh. and I like lifted my head up because she's such a beautiful voice when she does those, I don't even know what you call that technique, but when she's singing all night, all night, and like she, her voice just kind of carries and she like lets it float and it's just beautiful. And I was like, holy shit. Like I knew Beyonce obviously is extremely talented, but like this is uh-huh. amazing. So I could have, I feel like I could have picked a bunch of different songs, but shout out to All Night because that was, that was the one that sort of locked me in. Okay. I honestly, like I like All Night. I, it's really good, but I didn't like love All Night to be honest. Okay. Um, so my song, and I kind of had two songs, um, either hold up or formation formation kind of the kind of the like hold up so good too kind of like the with your girls songs yeah Uh, yeah yeah. they're kind of the lift you up yeah they're the badass songs i like the part where she's like uh in formation uh i can't remember it exactly mix some hot sauce with that creole and Texas, Bama. Bama. (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right up near the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Hold Up's good, too. Hold Up's really good. Hold Up. It's kind of got the reggaeton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Cups of Fee. Eight and a half. Nine. Nine? All right. We're we're right there. Right there. Right there. Um, I'm really glad you enjoyed this. Yeah, oh, I wanted to talk about one song. It didn't, because I knew it wouldn't get talked about. Okay. Daddy Lessons. Daddy Lessons. Yeah, with the, like the country tinge. Yeah, because like, yeah. you don't expect that. So I almost expected, because it starts off, um, it sounds like it's going to be like a, uh, like, uh, like Louisiana, like, because it starts off with some horns and stuff. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah it's big band be like, style. Yeah. Big band jazz type thing. Yeah. And then it goes into this like country and right. it's like it kind of like a uh, old country it's like you know about it's like yeah, I don't know. It's a good song. Um it's not my yeah, favorite she, but but it she, was an interesting song. And she kind of she kind of kills it with the, yeah. with the, with like her singing of like the kind of country attitude kind of it's like it's like you'd imagine like Miranda Lambert singing that song. And yeah. But it's Beyonce. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that one was interesting, and I wanted to mention that. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, all right. I'll take us through Sturgill Simpson, Cutting Grass, Volume 1, The Booster Shop Session. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, my review of the album, a fun reimagining of Sturgill Simpson songs in a bluegrass style. Sturgill's classic country voice stands out against the great backing bluegrass band. Well, we have a very similar one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sturgill Simpson and his bluegrass mates show that his portfolio of songs are just as suited for bluegrass as they were for his signature brand of country. All right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. You used used bigger words than I did. (laughs) Did I? I don't even know. Like, portfolio? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that says it all right there, right? Yeah. Um, so, my fun fact about the album, 
And I found this, it was funny because when the album came out, it was like a surprise album. And uh, two weeks ago, I mentioned it as our What You Feeling. It had just come out that Friday. Um, and I had looked on Reddit and there was a post, I guess he sent out to his fault, like, I don't know, his fan club or something. And this is kind of what he said. He said his grandpa, or my grandpa, but like, I'm just going to say it. Uh, his grandpa was a big fan of bluegrass and he was initially turned off by it because he liked like Led Zeppelin and Cream and other rock bands. Um, but later in life, he learned to love the genre and kind of went out on a binge trying to find as many bluegrass songs as he could. And it was like pre-YouTube, so it was really hard. Um, and he moved to Nashville and would play bluegrass um, at bars and stuff. And then he says, it was not the career jump I was hoping for. <laughs> I don't think bluegrass is as popular as it once was. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, what was your fact? I, I, I was having a hard time finding stuff. I was just, I'll just share that the bluegrass um, artists that he corralled for this are supposedly some of the best in the country. So there was like a group wow. of like six or seven of them and they're, they're like renowned in the world of bluegrass. So, and you can tell listening to it, like it's very proficient. Not yeah. that I'm a blue, not that I know what proficient bluegrass is, but it just seems like it's comp, like it would be really hard to play like that. Yeah, um, and it's funny too because I, I don't want to quote this as fact, but um, I think on his first album, or at least the, the one I don't know, it's the one with the purple mountains on it. If you know Sturgill, High Top um, Mountain, High Top Mountain. I guess he kind of put together a bunch of like country's best like people at the time. Uh, I think they were like kind of old, but like kind of entrenched in the business and kind of like lost a bunch of money on the album but uh anyways kind of related yeah but like he wanted to get the best of the best so he now he's like kind the... of in... yeah go sorry ahead. no I, see, yeah. I was gonna say he seems like the type of guy that's like that's like cool cool enough to like and also i don't like who wouldn't want to play with sturgill simpson now maybe I... not back in high top mountain but now especially like the status and like kind of aura that he has in the business like it'd be uh, if he wanted to play with you i think you'd probably want to say yes yeah i agree i'd say yes i'd say yes too um all right so how would you recommend to how to experience this album i say like a barbecue out in the country like an outdoor barbecue or family you know potluck you got a lounge chair, you know, if you get people drinking, whatever they, whatever they're drinking and, and playing just cornhole, beautiful day, just like, you know, just no, like a, a Saturday, like a, a yeah. beautiful Saturday. Yeah. So I, I said, uh, on your porch with a uh, beer or some sweet tea in your hand. I like that. I like that a lot. Is it a rocking chair? A rocking chair, of course. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Um... Again, I think we might be going in different orders, but uh, let's see. If you could remove a song from the album, which one would it be, or would you actually do it? Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of where I get into my feeling of the album, but I would say I'd get rid of a few of them, and okay. I'm not picking any of them, because it's not that any one of them is like so 
you know, it, that's out of place or anything. They all, like, it just felt like it's, it comes in at under an hour, but it felt like it was long to me. Just, and I think that might be the result of bluegrass, kind of the songs blending together. Or maybe I'm just, my ear isn't good enough yet, but, um, you know, it felt, it just felt like it was like a little repetitive and long. And even though it's different songs. So, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I said none of them. Uh, I'm really kind of the same answer. Yeah, but I, I but I agree. I I'm in the same head as you because there there was there, the songs kind of sound the same a little bit. I mean, yeah. again, like I like bluegrass a lot, and I have. I mean, it's been a while now, but I I'm a North Carolinian now. And bluegrass is big here. They, we hold the, uh, might be I think it's the International Bluegrass Festival yeah. here in Raleigh, and I've gone to that. Um, when it comes so, out of COVID, I'm coming. I'm coming. We're gonna go to that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and uh, so yeah, I like bluegrass, but I'm not. It's my ear isn't really good for it. So like, a lot of the songs sounded the same to me. But I liked all the songs, so it was hard for me to remove one. Right, right. And especially, like, you know, being Sturgill fans, like, it's cool to hear, it was it's cool to hear them, like, like in this style. And so you can kind of sing along. Yeah. You know. Okay, I gotta, let's move on, because I think, yeah. let's do favorite song, because I think it's kind of the same thing. Uh, they all kind of sound the same, at least for me. I'm going to say, because I liked... A lot of the songs, and it was hard for me to choose which one was my favorite, right? Because they kind of all sound the same, and I like all the Sturgill Simpson songs. Yeah, was that the case for you? Um, yeah, I guess. Or so. did you have like, some standouts? I had my the ones. Well, should I answer? Yeah, I'll yeah. Just answer. Go ahead. So my, my the one the one that just stood out to me was one that wasn't on any of the three albums released in my mind. And it just happens to be the most popular one on Spotify. So if listener wants to give a listen to it, it's easy to find. I just think it's like a pretty sounding song. And like it's, you know, yeah. the lyrics are, it's a good story. It's a good, it's a good song. So that was the one. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like it's hard to pick your favorite amongst like all the songs that we are familiar with. Yeah. I said I wonder. It was like a slower bluegrass. Most bluegrass, at least from my experience, is really fast and like, um, and a lot of these ones like had the banjo going really fast, the mandolin going really fast, and this one was slower, and I, I really liked that. I I know maybe you listened to the album again or picked some songs. You might remember this song. You might not. Do you remember this one? I don't. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. It's it's hard. Like I don't remember the song that you picked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know what's funny? They're right next to each other. That's funny. It's, I don't mind, uh, and then I wonder. Yes. Oh, another fun fact. The songs are basically in alphabetical order. I think except for like some of the L's or something, they're all in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah, look at that. I mean, a little light, like... Yeah, wow. <laughs> did you, did you fun fact that? Did you figure that out yourself, or is that uh, like a thing? that was on Reddit. That was on Reddit. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I like that wonder, but... I also really liked Old King Cole. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked the story of it. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but yeah. Um, so there were no singles on this album. Yeah. And maybe he'll release... It's a pretty recent album, so maybe he'll come out with one later. But it's not an album that you'd really put out singles for. Right. This is what makes At least cool. in my he just opinion, doesn't, opinion. He doesn't care. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it, so what, what... If you had to choose a single or two, what would you choose? I chose Just Let Go. Okay. And... and um, that that's a song that we're familiar with. I don't remember which one it's on. Maybe it's on Meta Modern Sounds, but uh-huh. it it was it was kind of like a more upbeat song. Okay. Um, with a little bit more like kind of you know, it it kind of brings a smile to your face. So yeah. So how about you? I chose Turtles All the Way Down. Okay. I I liked it because, and actually I could probably put that on my favorite song list as well. I really like that song, on. Metter modern sounds of country music. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites. Probably one of my favorites of Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. Um, but I liked how this one was kind of an upbeat take on it. It, it's like, it starts off with the, um, the initial line and then it goes into a fast kind of bluegrass thing and it, it's fun. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, Oh, I have nothing else to add. Sorry. You're, this is your show. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, what are the cups of fee, Michael? So I give it seven. Okay, and I gave it fair. seven because at the end of the day, while I enjoyed this, and like I do feel a uh, couple things I'll say. I do feel like environment matters. Bluegrass has has its place. Uh-huh. Where and when it's out of place, when it's me like listening at you know working or whatever, just in my headphones, like it kind of puts me in a mood where I want to be out with other people and have it, you know, kind of what I said, like a barbecue or something, just something with a little bit more social aspect. We don't really have that right now, so I feel like that that kind of puts it at a disadvantage. But the second the second thing is I prefer all these songs in their original form rather than their bluegrass form. Um, so at the end of the day, right, like, I, if I'm going back to listen to Sturgill, unless we happen to have, you know, unless they could come out to the Bluegrass International Festival and we throw this on, which we definitely would. Yeah. If I'm going to Sturgill, I'm listening to his, to his other album, the albums in the original I, form, so. Okay, that's fair. And I, that's kind of like what I said for American Head. I, I, you're not really going to revisit this one, unless you're maybe at a barbecue or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But even then, you'll probably put on, I don't know. A bluegrass playlist, and yeah, a couple of these will be on there. Something like that. Um, I really liked it, but I kind of see where you're coming from, and I don't know if I'm going to jump back to it that often. And yeah. I think I do like the... I'm going to give my rating in a second, but I think I do okay. like... Most, if not all, of the original Sturgill better, but I really like the innovation of it. And uh, in that letter I mentioned that he sent out to his fans, he says a lot of my songs come out they're on acoustic guitar, and I kind of have this bare bones idea of it. And this bluegrass is kind of the uh, is kind of an iteration of that. And yeah. I kind of see it as like a companion to his other albums, or like the original. So I give it a nine. I give it a nine. I really liked okay. it. Okay. Okay. Maybe I, a little I high, but like, 
What do you? But I. But with that with that explanation, I see I see where you're coming from too. It's a it's a nine with context and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it, really, it's very well done. That's the yeah. that's the thing. So like, shoot, if this was a standalone bluegrass album, right? Like maybe I wouldn't have even discovered it. Maybe you wouldn't have even brought it up. But yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good bluegrass. Pretty, um, pretty good. I have one more one more little tangential fun fact. Uh huh. Um, so in reading about this, like this is volume one, right? Yeah. The rumor that I heard for volume two was that he actually wants to go back and do 80s versions of some of his songs, which would be awesome to, to, get, to give it a try, right? Wow. I don't, like, I can't even imagine what that would sound <laughs> right. like because right. his voice is so country. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> totally. Totally. In the same way that you said it, you said it, you put it perfectly, like, you shouldn't view this as, like, a standalone thing. It's a companion piece. Yeah. And no artist does that these days. I don't even, yeah. I couldn't even think of an example of going backwards. Like, I, that's why this was, this one was so cool. So, like, yeah. props to Sturgill for even doing this. Yeah, and I, I think the surprise element of it, too, was cool. Yeah. I liked that. Um, but, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're going a little long today, but I think that's because we went and talked about our uh, Lost Episode albums. But, uh, yeah, what you feeling right now? Or what you have you been feeling for the last couple weeks? Well, just for, how about you go first? What, what's your... Did you, cause well, because I already said it. I already but, said it. Yeah. It's Everything is Love uh, by the Carters, which is Jay-Z okay. and Beyonce. Which, I'll yeah. just give a... Actually, I'll, we can talk about it in the next episode. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I have one that's kind of harkens back to last your choice last week, James Vincent McMorrow, kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But James Blake, the color in anything. This is third okay. album. Nice. Um, I really like James Blake, but I haven't ever listened to him. Now, like every time I listen to him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like this. But okay. I've never yeah. like listened to an album. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Well, I'm and I'm excited. I've, I I'll I'll admit that going on this Beyonce rattle, I've listened to the Carters, but I'm excited to talk about it or the you know. So have you recently listened to it? Actually, yesterday, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I was gonna save this for an episode, but I'll, I, it's not a big thing. I had I had not even like it. This was had not even crossed my radar until recently. So. Like, I had obviously heard of Lemonade. I'd heard Formation and Hold Up and maybe some of the other singles. This one, I had no idea it even existed until, like, not that long ago. So Can I can I ask you a quick, what, have you listened to 444? No, have you? Yeah, and that's, like, one of my favorite. That, that like, I discovered it maybe a year ago. Uh-huh. And it became, like, a go-to weightlifting like gym album for me uh-huh. and like it was the first time i ever realized that i might like jay-z it's really good so i would give that a go too actually you know what i think when it first came out i did listen to some of it i'll have to go back and listen to it again yeah but it's not on our what you feelings not on our what you feelings but if you if you're listening to what we listen to maybe you, you want to well. get you might want to give it a try carter's trilogy carter's trilogy 
All right. I think that's all we have for today. Uh, yeah. Unless you have anything to add, Michael. No, no, no. This has been great. Um, hopefully this is, is not our second last episode. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I save my file. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to try to edit it and put it up on the website as soon as possible so we don't have a mistake like last time. Um, but yeah, always a pleasure. Um, always a pleasure. Ciao, ciao for now. Ciao, ciao.